0: Hey guys, welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm Axel York. I'm Eric Corbridge. Hey guys, a uh, few purposes to this show, okay? Um, a couple things as far as elevating your skill set, uh, helping you develop uh, skills that you need, uh, practical skills that you'll use in the field and in training and developing your team. Uh, we'll talk a lot about personal development, growth, having the right mindset, really taking you to the next level in sales, in life, and in your career here at B 3 Guys make sure to check back regularly to stay up to date, get some insider tips, learn what it takes to really get to the next level, and stay elevated. All right, good morning everybody, let's go ahead and get started. This is Peter today with your your training call. got a couple of different thoughts I wanted to go cover with you today. Um, but I've had a lot of thoughts lately as I've worked with reps and, and, um, since we had VimCon about a month or so ago, uh, talking about just how we get to that next level and engineering success and, uh, helping each person accomplish and achieve their individual goals. And, and one thing that's kind of come to my mind, and, and that I've seen and experienced myself, and talked to other reps, uh, both newer reps and, and managers uh, alike, is there's this element within our job um, that there's this kind of unknown, so to speak, with with the the with the day to day. And what I mean by that is. We set goals and we we make um, we make plans for how we are gonna you know attack our day and how we're gonna attack our goals and how we're gonna get to uh, the next phase of you know our, our path to leadership whether I'm a, a rep in training or a sales rep whatever it may be and um, at times that can kind of seem daunting or or fuzzy, foggy, unclear. And that's to be expected and and we can't always you know expect there to be just this clear path. In fact, 99% of the time there isn't a clear path and and you you kind of take one step and you move forward and you see a little bit more in front of you. So you take another step and you keep going. And and that's kind of how it goes. You're just constantly trying to put the effort and, and, and make that move. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, um, from Ed Milette where he interviewed an entrepreneur who said how he started one of his businesses was he just took the, the, the very next action he could. He didn't really know exactly how things were going to come out. He didn't even have a clear, um, idea or understanding of what, he was working on was going to become and how it was going to become what it is or was. Um, But he figured out, hey, this is the next step and I'm going to do it. And then he did that and that kind of opened up and paved the way for, okay, well, now the next step is obviously this. Um, And then he he went and and, uh, acted on that next step, which opened up the next kind of level. It's almost like unlocking levels. And the only way you unlock the next level, you don't know how many levels there are. But by by um, advancing and, and working towards you know whatever level you're currently on, so to speak, then you're able to unlock the next level and see okay, well here's here's what we gotta do now and and the boss is you know the the monster that I've got to beat on this level is this and then as soon as you accomplish that um, then it's the next one and the next one and you just kind of create this rolling um, work ethic that just builds and and builds off of what you've done without necessarily always knowing exactly how you're going to get to your end goal. Now, obviously you have end goals and obviously um, you know what you're trying to accomplish uh, here, but sometimes that day-to-day and how you get there can seem fuzzy. And and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, And And the first thing I want to talk about is this idea, and and many of you have probably heard it from Eric or Alec, um, or possibly even myself, uh, and that is the idea that all things that we work through and and accomplish were created or are created first in our minds or created mentally um, before they become physical manifestations, whether that's money in our bank account or um, our title on that we, you know, we're assistant manager or whatever, we're not really big on titles, but, um, but whatever role you're in, uh, whatever that, that is first you think about it, right? First you, you strum up this idea and this goal in your head. And then you start to come up with your plan of how you're gonna get there. And like I just said, sometimes that plan is step-by-step step and you figure it out as you go. Sometimes you have a little bit clearer path and you know exactly what you need to do every step of the way and you just gotta make sure you're doing it. But first, that comes um, mentally. At first, it comes in your head and you think about what you want. And you think about how you're gonna get there and then you physically go out and do. Um, and this doesn't need to be a long, long journey per se, but there, there's this importance of having that you create things first in, in your mind and then you create them physically and, and you, you make sure that they, they manifest themselves. Um, one of the keys to, to that is throughout the process, even while you're working on this, even while you are out there in the trenches and, and trying to, to hit your goals and working on Accomplishing your next achievement, etc., is the idea of visualization. And if you don't practice any visualization, um, I strongly suggest you get into the habit of that. There is strong scientific evidence and backing that shows that what we visualize and what we begin to think, um, the brain, the mind, does not comprehend the difference between the reality of that, or just the, the thought of that. Uh, what that means, what I mean by that is, and there they've done tests where someone, uh, who witnessed, who visualized, who saw a car crash, they were not at all in the car crash, um, but continue to think about that car crash and watch it can actually change their reality to where they think they were in the car crash. Um, same thing we can do with goals though. We can start to visualize us you know, on, on the podium winning a, you know, a, a tournament that we were playing in or whatever it may be. You visualize that more and more and it, it naturally begins to happen. Um, so with this, with our goals, visualizing what does that look like, right? Do I visualize myself on a, on a porch knocking someone's door, pulling a bill? Do I visualize walking out of a house with um, just signing a a new pending deal? Do I visualize um, moving into a house as I'm pitching them and and trying to set the appointment? Do I visualize myself answering questions in the middle of a sale that are, are difficult or tough questions and I'm sitting there calm and confident and sure of myself? Um, what do I visualize? do I visualize myself in an office running a team um, and, and running my own office? Do I visualize XYZ right? Um, you know, if you have a, a car that you want to own, do you visualize yourself you know doing the things that you need to do driving that car or whatever it may be? These practices and, and honestly you can do 30 to 60 seconds, I'm, I'm not joking you, 30 to 60 seconds of visualization of you accomplishing or working towards your goals will dramatically make a difference. Uh, for me, it may sound strange, but I'm going to admit it, um, I do a lot of visualization in the shower. Um, that's I've, I know I've got... 30 to 60 seconds in the shower where I don't need to worry about anything else, right? And so for me, I do a lot of visualization and thinking about my day and planning out what I need to accomplish and what I'm trying to accomplish long-term, uh, visualizing what that looks like for me. And I can I can attest that um, not only work-wise, but personal life, etc., cetera, uh, the things that I have visualized and, and worked towards have become um, physical realities in my life and I, I think a large portion of that is not just due to work ethic, but also due uh, to visualizing and, and making things happen. Okay, so how do we get there? We've got we've got our goals set, we know exactly what we want to accomplish. We may not know exactly how we want to get there, but we're gonna to work towards it every day. And now every day we're doing 30 seconds of visualization of us being there where we want to be, being accomplished or you know, having our team knocking doors with, with success, pulling leads consistently, whatever it may be that we're visualizing, how do we get there? And I uh, apologize to some of the reps. I know I think I've already talked to you individually about this a little bit, but um, it's it's enough that it, it, it deserves uh, some further insight. So I want to talk about the, the physical ways of um, basically engineering success. We talk about, oftentimes with you know, correlations and whatnot, there's a lot of mindset training and, and there's a lot of skill-based training um, that, that get us to accomplishing our goals. What I think is really important is understanding how to break down your day. I started earlier talking at the very beginning of the call saying what's, What's one of the, the daunting things about our job is sometimes the unknown of the day-to-day, which what I mean by that is how many times do we go into a day and just say, I've just got to knock all day today. That's my I've got no appointments on the calendar, I've got nothing going on, I just need to knock today. And that can be difficult or frustrating because you don't really know what you're working towards other than trying to get a lead, trying to find a sale. And if you understand more of your own personal metrics, your data, um, you can set yourself up for more success. So what this looks like to engineer success, um, it gives you a little bit more of an understanding of what you need to daily to hit your goals and to get to those overarching larger goals, your your own personal BHAGs, right? Your big, hairy, audacious goals. Um, so there's, there's four, let Let's see, four, three metrics that we look at. Okay. The first one is how, and this is what I think is the most efficient way to, to measure all this. You can, there's a few different ways you can, but the first is start keeping track of how many at bats you get every single day and how many leads you get every single day. I think it's best to look at this on a weekly thing um, and then monthly. So, what I mean by this is an at bat, right, is a qualified homeowner that you get to talk to, someone who could actually become a potential, or they potentially could become a customer, right? Uh, We're not, I wouldn't count a renter as this. I wouldn't count. Um, you know, giving your pitch to the daughter of of the homeowner as this, but you're actually talking directly to the homeowners, the decision maker. So how many at-bats do you get? Okay. Now keep track of how many at-bats you get in a day and how many leads you get in a day. It may take 75 doors to get 10 at-bats or eight at-bats or whatever, but I'm not worrying about the door count you, you need to be out there to get those at-bats, right? You should keep track of your door count individually, but um, for today's for what we're talking about today, I'm not, we're not worrying about that. How many at-bats to get a lead? The next thing you should keep track of is how many leads to get a pending. How many leads to get a pending sale? And then from there, how many pending sales lead to a sold text? a sold deal or an install, right? Okay. We know the attrition rate from after a sold deal is so minimal um, that those three metrics really lead to income. Okay. So at bats to leads leads to pending and then pending to sold. Another metric you can keep track of is leads to actual sit downs. Um, and this is a good metric for newer reps especially, or reps that are having a hard time with appointments um, sticking, because this can help you identify where you're at with your pitch. Now the reason why these metrics are so important is we know that there's really two key areas that lead to success. The first area is work ethic. If someone's working, right, we can, we can help them out. The second area that leads to success is skill. Well, with these, this metric that we just talked about, at-bats, leads, pendings, and solds, um, we can monitor and quickly assess where you're at. And this is perfect because for you personally, individually, you want to be able to know where you're at. Sometimes it's going to be hard. You don't want to swallow the pill and say, oh man, I, my, my pitch isn't as good as I thought it was, or I'm not working as hard as I thought it was. Right. Um, and I think a good metric for everyone to shoot for, especially earlier on, is if they can shoot for 10 at-bats to one lead, that is, is solid, right? 10 qualified homeowners to one lead, and then if you can get to one lead, or three leads to one pending, okay, um, and then try to have a, an attrition rate of less than um, 30%. So 70% conversion ratio is it should be a goal. Um, but here's, here's what you can figure out. If you do the math for the month or for a week and you find out that it's, you know, it's one in eight at bats leads to an actual lead, but you're only getting three leads a week. That just tells me that you're not working enough. You're not getting yourself in front of enough people, right? Right. Whereas the opposite is if I'm get, if i getting one lead for every 20 at-bats but I'm still getting quite a few leads or three leads or five leads in a week or whatever, that tells me I've got work ethic, I'm getting myself in front of plenty of people. Right? if you're getting yourself in front of 20 qualified homeowners a day, that's a lot of homeowners per day. Um, but if you're only getting one lead out of those 20, then that tells me it's a skill issue. right? That also tells me where the issue is, right? Where is the skill issue? The skill issue in this, connect, in this scenario is at the pitch. Well, we can, we can take the same idea personally, individually, we can assess ourselves and look at, well, I'm getting, you know, my ratio is pretty good for getting leads. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good lead generator, but I'm having a hard time getting those to pending. Well, am I, getting, am I actually sitting down with enough people Right? Am my appointments sticking? If they're not, I need to figure out what's what's wrong with how I set my appointments, or, um, or am I getting in the house and I'm not closing the sale? And if I'm not closing the sale, well, my skill is not the pit. The skill problem is not the pitch. It's not getting into home. It's not getting those leads. My skill problem is when I'm in the house with the close, with the with that pending, right? And then I, so then I can work and I can jump into V three U and I can watch all the the close trainings. I don't know if you guys have seen that. We just added about ten hours worth of close training into V three U. It's found in the Path to Leadership series um, under skill set. Okay, uh, you can self enroll in that. By the way, um, so if I'm if I'm then at that point where I'm getting not getting those pendings, well, then I can identify where my, my work level, where my, where my skill and where my, my time and attention should be going on my training. Same thing with solds. If I get a lot of pendings, but I'm not getting those sold text outs, my conversion ratio is terrible from pending to sold. That just tells me that there's something within my clothes that is not, can, is not really selling completely the, the idea or getting those homeowners completely on board where they'll, they'll sign the docs, um, maybe they'll do a site survey or maybe they'll cancel the site survey after I leave, but I'm not able to finish up that, that process. Now, here's why this is important. As you collect this data, we're just starting a new month, so this is a perfect time to start it and it's a new, new week, obviously. Um, as you start collecting this data, it gives you the information you need to attack your weaknesses it also breaks down your day. Here's why it becomes so beneficial. If I wake up and my day is empty, I've got no appointments, my mindset is I have to knock. Well, for a lot of people, the mindset of just having to knock is, is frustrating. Is, it, it can be daunting. They're thinking, I'm just going to have to spend the next eight hours knocking doors and who knows what I'm going to get. Well, if I know my metrics, right? If I know these numbers, I can reverse engineer my day. If I know that it's, I work on a 10 to one ratio about bets. It's not that I just need to go knock for eight hours. It's, I know I need to get myself in front of at least 10 people today. It breaks down the day into a more, much more manageable tasting bite, right? Manageable, uh, setting, um, if I tell someone I have to go, they have to go knock 150 doors today versus telling myself I have to go knock and talk to 10 people, it makes the day seem much more feasible. It makes those goals seem much more attainable. It makes the day make more sense. Um, and I hope, I hope this makes sense. I hope you guys are grasping what this idea is. Because when I figured this out, it made, made working a lot easier and a lot more um, productive. Cause what happened for me and, and I got this idea from, uh, from another rep, but what happened for me was I would just knock all day and you know, it'd be tough. Sometimes I'd kind of feel like I was burning out when I started looking at just at bats and just how many people I needed to talk to, it changed it. Cause then I could go knock for two hours and be frustrated with not homes and all that stuff and not know, you know, oh, this is a waste or whatever, or I could knock for two hours and realize I only talked to two people. Well, it, was, it took forever to talk to those two people, but I still need to talk to eight more people. And some days it may take eight hours to talk to eight people, and some days it may take two hours to talk to eight people, right? And we break it down, we're knowing how many people, how many homeowners, how many at-bats we need to get ourselves in front of so that we can get a lead, So that can because we know how many leads we need to get to, to get a sale, um, it, it breaks that down into a bite-sized chunk. When you know specifics for a, a, achieving and obtaining success, and the more specific and the more broken down you can get it, the more bite-sized those, those pieces are, uh, the more uh, achievable they become. So figure out your metrics and identify what you need to do on a daily basis to get there. The last bit I want to talk about is what separates the, the successful from the unsuccessful. Having and knowing your metrics does not mean and guarantee success. Working towards them every day does. If you know your metrics and you're working every day to hit them, then you're, you're going to be successful. If you know your ratio is 10 to one, right? And you're getting yourself in front of 10 people or 15 people every day, even on days where maybe you, you talk to 10 people and don't get a lead, because that's gonna happen, um, you're, you know what you're going to do every single day. Every day is a new day. And here's what I see between the successful and, and the not so successful in this. And I'm going to use a story um, that I recently learned uh, from a rep that I, I talked with uh, the other day. His ratio is about, uh, is about 11 or so to 1. He ended a day a little bit early, frustrated. And he was he was actually texting me about it. And and normally this isn't kind of this isn't in that rep's nature. He's he's pretty he's a pretty hard worker, he's pretty disciplined. And so I texted him and said, Hey, why are you ending early? How many people did you talk to? And he said, Oh, I, I talked to eight people. And I said, Well you know your ratio is eleven to one and you still have you still have daylight. Why why are you ending early? Ah, I'm just frustrated, people are you know, this area is is whack. Well, okay, that's a stupid excuse, but whatever. Um, Why don't you just go knock for, why don't you just go at least hit your three at-bats? Okay? Um, Get three more at-bats. Your ratio is 11 to one. You're at eight. Just go talk to, you know, person nine, person 10, and person 11. He texts me an hour and a half later. Something like that, hour and a half, whatever. He got up to 15 at-bats, and you got two more leads. Okay? Now, I want to explain something, because the day before, his ratio was 20 to 0. He was extremely frustrated. Which is why he decided he was going to end a little bit early that, that other, the next day. Because he was frustrated, and he had basically, if you add everything together, he'd gone like almost 30 at-bats for no leads we've all been there but he went out a little bit longer and got two more leads turned that day to a a 15-2 ratio or whatever it was now here's what's changed ever since then he has not stopped until he hits his his at bat goal he wants 10 at bats every single day or 11 at bats every single day he has not stopped until he's hit that Um, To my knowledge, I don't think he's gone a day since then without getting a lead. At least one. Yesterday, he went eight and two. That's a one in four at-bats to a lead. That's that's great. I'd take that any day. Now, here's what happens, and here's where the successful uh, separate themselves from the unsuccessful. You know what your daily goal is what you need to accomplish to you've reverse engineered your your goals. You have a monthly goal, you can break it down and go backwards to see how many people you need to talk to every day, how many leads you need to get to, etc. The difference between the people that are going to make it far and the people who aren't are the ones that either will push it a little bit farther when they haven't necessarily hit their typical ratio or their typical goals. Maybe they've fallen a little short, maybe they're their game's off a little bit that day, which is going to happen, but they keep working through it. The other is maybe they end a day where they didn't get something. Well, the people who are, are not going to achieve much will will throw in the towel the next day and not put in as much effort and say, well, my ratio doesn't work. The math I did doesn't compute. The successful, those that'll go far, will say, today's a new day, who cares what happened yesterday, my ratio is 10 to 1, my ratio is X to, to Y, I'm going to keep going. And that those are the reps that will hit you know, their ratio the next day, or those are the ones that will, will get three leads the next day, even though they got zero the day before, they'll get four leads you know, in the time that it would normally take them to get two, because they're keeping after it. What they don't see are the small little changes that happen in their mindset. They don't see those small little changes as as confidence is built through effort, not just success. Confidence is built through consistency, not just results. Um, confidence is is built as they continue to go out there every single day and, and and hit their goals. And and the day that they don't hit their goals, they go out the next day and they strive to hit their, their daily goal, even though they missed it the day before. And what happens is, and I've seen it too many times for it to be a coincidence where everything works out. The goal and the ratios, etc. Even if you miss two, three days in a row where you're out working you don't get where you wanted to get, everything works out. You have a day where you, you string together 10 leads, right, in in a single day. Um, that changes things. That mindset changes things. Um that's that's how you get to the next level. It's, it's visualization. It's creating what you want mentally in your mind before you go out and do it. It's seeing, it's seeing yourself, it's seeing your, your way all the way to success um, and then working your way to it. It's knowing your numbers, know your data. Know how many doors, know how many at-bats to a lead, know how many leads to actual sit-downs, I mean, sit-downs to pendings and pendings to sold. Um, This stuff is going to be able to, what makes it manageable on a daily basis, right? If you think you just got to knock for 10 hours every single day, it's most people, if we're being candid, are not going to go do that consistently day in and day out. But if you break it off into smaller chunks from that and break down your day to, 10 people See so you talk to 10 people today it becomes more manageable and then on the days that you do not achieve that you don't hit that for whatever you know you had a rough day an off day it happens to everybody then you go out the next day you wipe away the bad and you start anew and you start with a clean slate every single day that's how you get to that, that end result It's how you move your way through the path to leadership you get those promotion bonuses etc um, that's what it takes Um, get after it, figure out your ratios. If you have questions, you can reach out to me um, and I can help you identify and figure out how to get to that next level. Thanks guys. Have a great Tuesday.